your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today on Lockdown Wild, we'll be taking a look at the Wild's 5-4 loss to the Colorado Avalanche last night. Some takeaways from the game will play overreaction or not. And we're going to start something that we'll do today and tomorrow in trying to just figure out what makes the Avalanche seem so much better than uh, where the Wild currently are at. I mean, it's, it's quite the gap, it seems like, between the top two teams in the Honda West division. So we're going to try to get a little bit more in-depth with how there seems to be such a gap between the two teams. So that is uh, what we have coming up on today's show. My name is Seth Topal, your host for Locked on Wild. And let's get right into it. As the Wilds uh, lost 5-4 to four last night to the Avalanche, uh, and we got to talk about some of the numbers for this Avalanche team before we even get going. The last 15 games for Colorado, they have been on some kind of role in their last 15 games they're 13 0 and 2 so they have uh, points in 15 consecutive games and that has allowed them to vault all the way up to the top of the standings and uh, take that top spot in the honda west division their only losses in that time frame are a five to four shootout loss to the arizona coyotes and a 3-2 loss in overtime to the Vegas Golden Knights. They have not lost a game in regulation since March 8th, and that also was to the Arizona Coyotes. So this Avalanche team has been on an absolute tear, and that has led to them being able to create a little bit of separation between uh, them and the Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the Avalanche with 56 points right now, 26-8-4. The Golden Knights have 52 points, so four back. And the Wild have 48 points, so they are eight back of the Avalanche. And uh, sitting in third, they got a five-point cushion on the Arizona Coyotes with a couple of games in hand. Now looking at what happened in last night's game, it was, uh, it was an okay first period for the Wild, at least partway through the first period. They were able to uh, take an early lead thanks to a goal from Ryan Hartman, uh, assisted by Nick Bugstad and Marcus Johansson. But it just it seemed like after the Wilds got that one nothing lead, they kind of got complacent. And as a result, that allowed the Avalanche to score twice within the first two minutes of the period, and then they bookended with two goals to end the period as well. So you had uh, a four-goal second for the Avalanche. Uh, The Wild were able to cut it close. It ended up being 5-4, to as I mentioned, with uh, the Wild scoring three goals in the third period. But the Wild did get an equalizer, the game winner from Gabriel Landeskog. And uh, you look at the names that scored in the second for the Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon, Andre Burakovsky, Brandon Saad, and JT Comper. That is just one of the things that this Avalanche team brings to the table. They are so deep and so speedy uh, that it is just really difficult for the Wild to contend with that. I mean, for the Wilds to win the games uh, against the Avalanche that they have so far, they've really had to try to take 
the Avalanche out of their rhythm and play a little more slow pace uh, in order to uh, come away with uh, with the wins. And they, they started it last night. It worked for uh, a little bit of the first period, but after that, the Avalanche just kind of snapped out of it and really took control uh, throughout uh, the rest of the game. Other goals for the Wild included Nick Bugstad, assisted by Ian Cole and Ryan Hartman, Marcus Johansson uh, getting a power play goal, assisted by Ryan Hartman and Ryan Suter, and then uh, Kevin Fiala, a power play goal as well, assisted by Jared Spurgeon with time winding down in the third period. So they come up a goal short, and you look at some of the things that uh, that happened throughout the game. Uh, Wild outshot 36-25. Faceoffs were pretty close, so that, uh, that was not a, uh, a major issue. Uh, the Wild actually were two for six on the power play, so uh, they did get six power play opportunities, the big one. And a lot of this came in the, uh, the closing seconds of the game. There was a huge scrum. Um, when the game was pretty much decided, uh, 37 penalty minutes for the Wild uh, in the game. Another big one is uh, 13 giveaways compared to just six for the Avalanche. You cannot give a team like that uh, additional opportunities to handle the puck in the uh, the defensive zone or just anywhere. And uh, the Wild did that, and as a result the Avalanche continue their role. Uh, the unfortunate part is that, you know, the Wild have been playing over the last month really good hockey themselves. It's just the Avalanche have kicked it up to another level. And you look at what is going on throughout the entirety of the NHL. I mean, the Panthers have 56 points. Uh, the Maple Leafs have 55. The Capitals have 54. And the Avalanche have 56 there's a case to be made that the Avalanche are the best team in the NHL right now. And uh, that is just kind of the reality of things is that the Wilds uh, ended up running into a team that was just playing better hockey than they were. And uh, if you take out some of the stuff that happened in the second period, maybe they end up being able to win that game. But you can't give up four goals in a period and uh, expect to be able to come away with a win and so uh, they'll have to regroup and uh, try to get back at it Wednesday uh, when these two teams play uh, again in the uh, the final game of this little quick two-game home series. So that's, uh, that's mostly what I thought of uh, what we saw last night. We'll go a little bit more in-depth next with overreaction or not. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about rockauto.com. Look, there's no opportune time for a part in your car to break down. And the last thing you want to do when you go in to get it fixed is have them try to sell you something else. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com 
Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Moving right along here on Locked On Wild, we're going to play overreaction or not now after the Wild lost 5-4 to four last night to the Avalanche. And I'm going to start first with the injuries that uh, have plagued this Wild team for the last couple of weeks. And uh, overreaction or not, that the Wild sorely missed the likes of Marcus Foligno, Zach Parisi, and now Matt Zuccarello as well. Uh, that is definitely not an overreaction. Uh, it's just forced the Wild to kind of put players out of where they normally would play and uh, away from line combinations where they're comfortable. You look at uh, what this team was able to do with Jewel Erickson Eck, Jordan Greenway, and Marcus Foligno all on the same line. That uh, that was arguably the best line for the Wild for the first couple of weeks of the season. And now with Foligno gone, it uh, just has led to having to try to juggle to find who that third player is going to be that uh, that goes in with Erickson Eck and Greenway. Greenway obviously very physical with his play, and uh, Jewel Erickson Eck uh, obviously one of the better defensive centers in addition to all the goals that he scored as well, uh, one of the better defensive centers in the NHL. So anybody that is being put on that line is being going to be asked to try to up their intensity as well. And uh, right now you've got Kirill Kaprizov there. And so he is, uh, is trying to kind of match some of that intensity, which is taking focus off of his goal scoring. Felino is just the best fit for those two because he brings the physicality himself and it just allows Greenway to play his style and it allows uh, Erickson Eck to play his style as well and they all feed off of each other. And I think the best pairing is going to be Fiala and Kaprizov on the uh, on the same line or Zuccarello and Kaprizov on the same line. But again, we're seeing a common theme that we just continue to have to um, point to, and we have all season, is that this wild team just does not have a, a lot of center depth, which as a result is really putting strain on the guys on the wing positions, and uh, as a result is is forcing all of these line combinations to be tried just to try to see if they can find somebody to uh, to play in one of those spots. You've got Erickson Eck, who is really the only functioning center, fully functioning center that uh, that the Wild have. You've got guys like Nick Benino who has uh, has played, you know, all the way throughout the lineup. His uh, most prominent role and probably his most successful is uh, a bottom six forward or center. Uh, you got Nick Bugsad who is uh, in a similar spot. That's that's his most successful role as one of those bottom six. And so you have been uh, moving guys around like Ryan Hartman, who's not a true center. He's been playing there uh, over the uh, the last couple of weeks to try to help fill some injury spots. And you've got Victor Rask, who has uh, had his production fall off almost entirely over the uh, the last couple of weeks. So it's it's just an issue that uh, is going to hopefully be fixed by the uh, the likes of Marco Rossi. And uh, and some other players that Bill Guerin brings into this mix, but it's it's not something that 
the Wilds really can fix immediately, and so it just continues to be plug and play for the uh, for the Wild uh, until they find combinations that work. Uh, next up, we go to overreaction or not. Uh, concerning that the Wilds seemingly have to play perfect or uh, or as close to perfect as they can in order to uh, beat the Avalanche on any given night. And this one, you know, I kind of went back and forth. I mean, it's not an overreaction, but at the same time, it does highlight, and we'll talk about this, you know, over the next couple of days, and this will be something that will have to be answered in the offseason too, is just the the gulf between these two teams and just how much more depth and speed and top-level talent the Avalanche have compared to where the Wild are at right now. And that's that's not a knock. That's not to say that the Wild can't get there. But just look at what the Avalanche can bring to the table on any given night uh, in order to, uh, to try to come away with wins. I mean, obviously, they've got McKinnon. They've got Miko Rantanen. They've got Gabriel Landeskog. Uh, all three of those guys have 37 or more points. Um, Rantanen with 21 goals. Landeskog and McKinnon have 14 and 15. But then you've got Junas Donskoy with 15 goals. You've got Brandon Saad with 12. Andre Burakovsky with 10. Nazim Kadri with 10 himself. Uh, so you've got a lot of goal scorers on this team. Seven players with 10-plus goals. Uh, and, you know, you've got um, 10 players with 20-plus points on this team. So this is just, it's a very deep and uh, a very fast team that the Wilds, um, we've seen the, uh, we, we've seen what adding speed to the equation can do with Kirill Kaprizov. The, the Wilds just need more of it. Um, and so this is just a question that Bill Guerin's going to have to answer mostly in the off season is like, what do you add in order to try to uh, get closer to the, uh, the avalanche? Cause I, I think we've seen over the course of the season that the wild are pretty neck and neck with the Vegas golden Knights. Uh, I think those two teams are pretty fairly even. And so now the question becomes like, what do you do for the avalanche? And Let's also keep in mind that this Avalanche team has been uh, pretty healthy so far this season. They really have not had to uh, to deal with a lot in the way of injuries. They've been able to have their their top lines pretty intact um, for most of the season, uh, without the with the exception of you know when COVID um, hit the Wild pretty hard. It did hit the Avalanche as well, but with the exception of that, this Avalanche team has been very healthy, and so they've had the opportunity to just throw their top lines at everybody. And uh, that's a big reason why they have been unbeaten in regulation in their last 15 games. They got 15, uh, game, 15 consecutive games with points. Uh, it's just, it's exactly what they were looking for heading into the season. They expected to be a top contender for the Stanley cup uh, and they certainly are one. So uh, that's a little overreaction or not. We will continue Overreaction or not, with a couple more things to get to, and then we will uh, look ahead to the rest of the week as well, and some more injury updates to discuss here next. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. 
The NFL is in the offseason. The NCAA tournament just finished up, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing. And Major League Baseball is underway as well. BetOnline.ag even offers awards, TV shows, and reality TV betting. They offer real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is simply the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And while you're there, make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline.ag your online sportsbook experts. Make sure you're a waiver wire winner in your fantasy hockey league with the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insight, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. One final little overreaction or not piece that I wanted to get to here before we uh, call it a day. Uh, Kevin Fiala, who had a power play goal for the Wild last night. Uh, You look at his numbers, 21 points in 34 games, 11 goals, 10 assists. And uh, that may lead some people after the just surge that he went on last year uh, to think that he is uh, struggling a little bit here this season. And I know the uh, the early part of the season was a uh, a real struggle for uh, Fiala. He did not score his first goal until the fifth game of the season and uh, finished with three goals in the month of January. He followed that up with three goals in February and uh, had four in March. But uh, through three games in April, he already has one goal and an assist, so three points in three games. But you look at the uh, variables that have been placed on Fiala so far this season, and he has been on lines with just about everybody on the team. And so I wouldn't say it's struggles per se for Fiala. It's more so just that he has been, you know, asked to be part of a bunch of different line combinations. And uh, as as we've seen, sometimes it just takes him a couple of games to get going. Uh, It took him a while to get going when the season started, but he's still peppering the net just as much as ever. And uh, if anything, he may just be pressing a little too hard. I know um, a couple of games ago, uh, I keyed in on the fact that he had some uh, some pretty bad turnovers. Uh, I think that was against the San Jose Sharks, where it seemed like he was uh, was turning the, the puck over in the defensive zone uh, almost every time he had it. And, you know, you go back and look, and it just, I think he's just trying to do a little bit too much to overcome the uh, the injuries that the Wild are dealing with right now. And once you get Marcus Foligno back, once you get Zach Parisi back, then he can kind of slot in more naturally to where he was when he was, uh, was scoring a little bit more frequently. Um, and the Wild were uh, were on a roll. So I, I think that's an overreaction that, uh, that Fiala is having a, quote, down season. It's just that it has, uh, has been a little bit of a hectic season for Fiala so far. And so once, uh, once order settles in and once things get a little bit more close to normal, then we can, uh, we can start to see him become that player that, uh, that the Wild hope to be able to build around because they've, they've got some, uh, some questions that are going to have to be answered 
in the way of contracts once the uh, the offseason starts. And so Bill Guerin is watching intently. I have no doubt of that. And uh, he'll be ready to answer those questions uh, with both the Seattle Kraken expansion draft and some uh, free agent signings and contracts to give out to uh, impending free agents as well. So nothing to really panic about in my estimation uh, for uh, for the Wild with Kevin Fiala, but just uh, just something kind of interesting to uh, to keep an eye on as we uh, continue to navigate through the season. Now, I wanted to, and I apologize if it seems like we're doing this um, super frequently, but I mean, it seems like we're getting injury updates almost every day, which is uh, is a good thing because that just means that uh, we've got some players that are close to being able to come back um, in the way of Zach Parisi, who has been skating um, with Marcus Foligno. Uh, Foligno evidently still a little further away, but Parisi was uh, was told to, you know, be ready. Um, Maybe we'll be ready by Wednesday's game, if not for sure, I would say by the weekend. Um, so uh, Parisi is is getting very close to coming back. Uh, Marcus Foligno will, uh, will hopefully be back uh, before too long. He's, as I said, skating and, and getting closer to being able to come back. And then we uh, await the return of Matt Zuccarello as well who you know has been a, uh, a huge boost for uh, Kirill Kaprizov um, and uh, Victor Rask as well. So uh, we, we hope that Zuccarello is, uh, is able to come back soon because uh, you know he brings a, uh, another uh, element to this team. But uh, as Michael Russo said yesterday, Zuccarello and Felino were not part of the morning skate for the team. Uh, Parisi was with the team, so I would guess Parisi will return this week, and um, we'll see about Zuccarello and Felino after that. But getting closer to uh, to full strength as the playoffs get closer themselves. So that uh, that's a little bit of a look at uh, at the injury situation for the Wild. Of course, we will play the Avalanche again Wednesday night, and uh, so. Uh, a chance for the Wild to get back into the win column and uh, send the Avs home uh, unhappy, which we definitely want. But we'll, it'll be interesting to see what sorts of changes are made, and we'll talk about those maybe on tomorrow's show a little bit, um, what sort of changes are made ahead of the game, uh, game two with the Avalanche. Again, if you want to follow me on social media, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Seth Topes. Of course, make sure to follow at Locked on Wild. We're going to try to keep those pretty active uh, on game nights and uh, during the week as well. So uh, make sure to uh, to give me and the show a follow so that uh, you can interact with us. And of course, if you're looking for a little bit more along the lines of the Colorado Avalanche, make sure to head over to Locked on Avalanche. And, uh, and check out their show as well. That'll do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Enjoy the rest of the day, and we will join you again tomorrow.